Hello, everyone. This is Mark Viquez, and you're listening to the Ballpark Hunter podcast. With me today is my friend, Anna DiTomaso, the creator of both the Baseball Bucket List website and the Baseball Bucket List podcast. Anna, welcome to the show. How are things with you? Mark, thanks for having me. Everything is great here. I, uh, I'm i impressed with the the ability to get all that out on one take. Yeah. I realized after I kind of started it, I was like, man, this is kind of hard to say. <laughs> you, you know, you're right. You get some names that you have it f- spelled phonetically correct, or you have certain words that you repeat to yourself and you mess them up. And it's like, oh, I can't believe I did that. So uh, I have it written down. So I write stuff down just so it kind of flows a little nice. I don't want to stutter. I have a habit of doing that. Ah. Uh, don't don't want to don't want to swing and miss when I have a guest on. So uh, so oh, great and, job. Yeah. So and you, I was your second guest on your podcast. Uh, I don't know when that was. November. It was, it was last last summer, I think. Actually, was it, I think was it that long ago? Yeesh. Got to go back to like August. Really, September, in August. Maybe? Yeah. And and, and yeah. you were you were just starting. I had not even started mine yet. And here we are where you're 36 shows in. I'm about, maybe I'm about 30, 26 shows in. Uh, how's the podcast life going for you? If it, is it everything you hoped and dreamed for? It's been a ton of fun, honestly. Like I wasn't expecting to have such a huge outpouring of support. Nice. Of You know, I know that baseball fans are amazing people, but to have so many people reach out to share their their baseball memories and their baseball stories. It's just been a ton of fun, honestly. And I've, I've gotten, I've been lucky enough to go meet some of these people in person at ball games here recently, and it's just been a blast. So I'm, uh, I'm loving it so far. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's what we want. We want to get that outpour of love from folks. And um, I mean, your podcast uh, has everybody from uh, content creators to folks in and around the game. Uh, your website has everything from uh, merchandise, ballpark guides for every ballpark, you know, what to do, what not to do. Just a lot of good stuff on there. Uh, what's more to come from your uh, the website side of things? Man, that's <clears throat> a good question trying to kind of figure it out and I guess build the plane as it's taking off. Um, You know, I have a couple of guides I need to complete. So that will require a couple of trips back to some of the ballparks. And I want to do more stuff with the minor leagues and independent ball and stuff like that. Um, You know, one of the things you kind of opened my eyes to when you were a guest on my show was the, the Minnesota town ball. Oh, yes. Something. I'd love to go see. So lots of little things like that, that I am picking up that I just, they're being added to the list. seems like every day I'm adding something and there's always more to do. No, no, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, if you folks have not checked out uh, her website, Baseball Bucket List, it's uh, baseballbucketlist.com. Uh, you can, you know, just look at the guides, look at the different bucket lists, the community, uh, you know, it's, it's headquarters for, you know, everything you need to know. It's, it's one of those nice, uh, even schedules. If, if you are an Angels fan or you happen to be in Los Angeles, you want to check out an Angels Dodgers game, 
you can look at the schedule on the website. Those are just really convenient things for travelers. And, you know, it's a nice little go-to uh, place. So, you know, how long does that take to compile all that? Or do you have some sort of program that just you input the numbers and everything goes into proper place? Uh, it's funny because my mother-in-law just asked me about this last weekend and she was very impressed with what the website was looking like. And she wanted to know what programming language I was using and what kind wow. of database it was running on and everything because she's got an IT background. And I had to tell her it was just Google calendars with filters running. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing, uh, <laughs> nothing out of the ordinary. So yeah. So yeah. I hear you. So what uh what started you to create the website how long has it been up and then progress to the podcast so i assume the the website came first before the podcast yeah that's right so you got to go all the way back to 2008 to start this story and that was a wonderful summer for my beloved tampa bay rays oh yes my, yeah oh yeah that Good was times. the magical year and my dad ended up with the season ticket package that year, which was an interesting choice because, you know, they had finished in the basement of the AL East the year before. Um, but we ended up going to just so many games that summer. And then we went on to take kind of a last minute impulsive two week trip up to the Northeast. And we, we checked out, we really wanted to see Yankee stadium and Shea stadium before they came down. So those were the last years for both of those ballparks. And, and we saw those two, we saw Fenway, we saw Nationals Park, and we saw Citizens Bank up in Philadelphia. And that was just one of the greatest moments of my life, one of the greatest few weeks of my life. And I just remember thinking and talking to my dad about, you know, dad, I think I want to do this for all 30 ballparks, mm -hmm. all, all 30 major league ballparks. And I'm betting if that you and I are talking about this, there's other people out there who kind of have the same goal. So I had the idea back in 2008, and then I worked really, really quickly to build a website and I launched it in 2020. <laughs> so uh, it, took a, it took a while to get it off the ground, but kind yeah. of when COVID hit and I, I found all that extra time definitely you know, set to work on building it out, so. Yeah, that, that happened with me. I had all this time on my hand. I was looking. I just started cleaning things. So I found old computers, old VCR uh, that had internal memory. And I'm like, wow, look at all this ballpark footage. Let me put something together. I mean, this is from like eight, 10 years ago. And the next thing you know it, I'm like, yeah, let me do a let me do a YouTube channel and try to get, you know, monetized for it. So I'm still on that, uh, that journey myself. And um you know, just thanks thanks to uh, the pandemic. I don't don't know if we would be talking if that never took place. So it's, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I guess they say there's always a silver lining, and exactly. a lot of bad a lot of bad came from that. But you know, same same story for me. I don't know. I don't think I would have done it. I don't think I would have had the opportunity to meet all these amazing people. Yes, it's it's that that was a nice surprise. I should say. No, no, definitely, definitely. And then the podcast, I know my wife was trying to push me to do podcasts for years. And it wasn't until January that I just came downstairs in my basement where I'm sitting right now and started talking and aired it. And I'm like, oh, some, some people listen to it. They liked it. Let me 
let me go forth and do it. So who, who inspired you to do the podcast or, or what were the steps that took to get uh, to do your own show? Yeah. So one of the tools on the website is a baseball bucket list builder. So I was just kind of scrolling through the website and I was seeing all of these people talk about not only the things that they were hoping to do, but some of these amazing baseball experiences that they already had. And kind of was thinking to myself, you know, there are these books, there are these videos, there are these things about people who want to do specific baseball things, specific baseball items, check off bucket list items and things like that. But I didn't come across any podcast that was from the fans perspective, mm -hmm. addressing the emotional components of baseball. And so I kind of started talking with my dad, you know, that's baseball is really like our, our cornerstone for the way we connect. And I started running the idea by him. And in November of 2020, I guess it was, he's like, oh, well, why don't we just do a zoom and you can practice on me. And so that ended yes. up being, yeah, the first episode. And it kind of unintentionally created the structure for how the show kind of unfolds each time. And yeah, off, off to the races since then, you know, you were on very early and mm -hmm. had some other great friends on and it's just yeah. been a blast. Yeah, I know. You had Ed Rivera on and then I was on his mm -hmm. show. And then now we, we do some stuff from time to time on logo That's branding. Right. Uh, how do you go about picking people? Is it always fans or, you know, or people willing to come on? Or do you have to sort of, you know, beg for them to come on? It's, is it an easy chore? Yeah, it depends. So mm -hmm. at the end of every episode, I, I like to do this call for submissions where I say, you know, like if, oh, nice. if this sounds like something you're excited about, hop on the website, there's a form there, fill it out, and we'll get something scheduled. That brings in a lot of, of fans who have stories to tell. And then occasionally I'll see someone online who just kind of catches my eye. And I think, man, they've probably got some great stories to tell. And so I'll approach them. And, you know, to date, I have had one person, he hasn't even turned me down. He's just ignored me. So, yes, that happens. You know, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, pretty much everybody you ask, I think is, is rearing to go and they're, they're pretty excited to, to hop on and talk baseball. No, no, exactly right. And then there's people like me that, you know, gives me an excuse to go work out because I can just put in my AirPods and, and listen to some baseball talk. And, you know, there's there's a lot out there to listen to. Uh, so sometimes, you know, even I'm doing yard work, you know, just being out there, picking up twigs, leaves, you know, it snowed the other day. So I'm cleaning stuff off my car <laughs> and, and just trying to clean off the tables. Yeah, it's just, oh, yeah, just give me excuse to listen, you know, give me excuse to go out there so I can listen to the podcast. So that that is a lot of fun. Uh, so far, what are some of your favorite episodes that you've had, or do one stand out more than others, or, or are they all your, your same loving children? It's a tough question because they all have their moments where I am just hanging on every word, you know, I would say that some of the ones that really stand out in my mind though, it's gotta be Mary Moore, the yes. former all-American girls, professional player. Oh. Um, she's up in Michigan and she is 90 years old and still sharp as a whip and just 
the stories of, you know, comparing what life was like as opposed to <laughs> what the movie portrayed and things like wow. that was just super interesting to hear. And then um, another one is Rob Nelson, the creator of Big League Chew, who just had That's fantastic right. life advice and kind of baseball entrepreneurial advice, which was right up my alley. So those yeah. those those stand out a lot, but, you know, they all have their moments where I'll choke up over the emotional components of it or have to kind of compose myself to keep going but mm. wow 90 years old my dad just turned 92 a few uh a few, a few months ago uh he's begging to talk to somebody could you imagine can you imagine <laughs> those two talking about life back in the 1940s and 50s because my dad is not a baseball fan so uh, he's a soccer guy he grew up in costa rica so baseball to him is I, he doesn't know what's going on. I he I had explained had explained what a pitcher was because his last name was uh, Perez because all the Latino players he always ask about and he's like oh Perez he 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 just holds the ball he he doesn't do anything else I go no he's the pitcher you know when the inning's over he'll he doesn't bat anymore so things like that it's it's fun to explain to my father about uh, about baseball you know so. Oh, it's the toughest game to explain to somebody yes, who doesn't yes. know anything about it. Oh, you know, one time I did take him to a game, uh, Hudson Valley Renegades. We had a press pass. We sat in the box. They had free cookies and coffee and some some little sandwiches. He was talking to somebody around his age. He had free Wi-Fi up there back when he was all about using the Wi-Fi. And he loved it. He wanted to go back. He's like, oh, we should do that again. <laughs> but it's like that's the one ballpark he had you know I, we he used to take me to shea stadium as a kid he took my brother to yankee stadium he'd bring a book to read okay. he brought this book about russia from 1845 to 1917 this infamous book that i had taken out of the library for a book report he took it to shea he lost it and you know we had to pay a fine or whatever the book was was worth years later we found it the book was here the did whole you, time. Yes. The did you get your money back? No, no, we didn't get it back. I, I don't, I don't know what happened to that book. It will probably resurface one day. Um, God, no, it's yeah. It was just one of those like family stories, you know, thinking like, why did you take a book to a baseball game? That's like one thing I have never done is right. taken a book to a baseball. I have picked up books and programs, but nothing along those lines. So um, next question is your interview style. Do you, see yourself getting a little bit better more comfortable is there a cadence how's that coming along yeah i think it is definitely getting to the point where i'm not nearly as nervous when i have nice. people come on the show so you know in the beginning that was the biggest thing was overcoming this fear of am i gonna sound stupid you know, am I gonna? Uh, don't be hard on yourself. No. Yeah, exactly. Am I gonna flub over words and and you know blank on things to say? And for that, I'll say there's the magic of editing. Yes. But yeah, definitely. The more I do it, the more comfortable I get. The better I feel like I can kind of steer the conversation and and pull things out of of people maybe a little more detailed than they would initially give. And I think that's. That's really the art form that I'm trying to, to get better at is prompting the guest of the show 
to do a really good job of painting the picture of what it is that they're trying to convey. You know, mm-hmm. I want I want the listeners to feel like they're in the seats as these these fans are telling their stories about the games they've been to or the emotions they're feeling. Like I want the listeners to feel like they're right there next to them. And that takes a lot of work sometimes to to kind of prompt people to to really spill all of the details. No, no, you're absolutely right. I've I've had guests on where very short answers, you know, and you're just trying to ask them more and more. And then you have other guests that will talk your ear off for about an hour, like the the GMs from Danville Otterbots and the Burlington Sock Puppets. I mean, I know I'm going to have a good hour conversation with those guys, especially since I've been to their ballparks. I've talked to them before. It's always nice when you you have that uh, that kind of uh, little connection there. So it's, uh, you know, for me, it's all about the ballpark experience. You know, I, I talked to a guy the other day from Olean, New York, about his team. And he's like, yeah, it's about $90,000 to operate this team. Nobody's ever told me how much money it is to operate a summer collegiate club. And, you know, he's yeah. telling me how if it wasn't for this one person who founded the club and wanted to bring it back, we wouldn't be here. They would have shut the door down. And, and you, you were like, wow, just that one person could have just said, eh, I'm done with it, you know, but he wanted to make it, he wanted to move on. So it's, uh, I, I just love getting all that information from folks when I do my podcast. Uh, obviously it's all about baseball, your bucket list. What are your favorite ballparks? Which are the ones that you're like, wow, I want to go back or I had such a great time. Or you tell people, Hey, you got to go to this ballpark. I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. The obvious one my number one, and I, I wish I could be different. Like part of me just wants to stand out a little more, but I have to say it's PNC. And <laughs> Everybody, yeah. No, no, no yeah. fault at that. No fault at that. Right. It was just when we were there, it was a magical June evening and the weather was perfect and we were sitting and there was a breeze and you're looking at the river and it was just, it was just one of those perfect nights that you wish, you know, wouldn't end. No, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my favorite major league park. I have to say, I really enjoyed the Durham Bulls athletic park oh, when I was at one school. One of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. I went, went there several times, but I haven't been since I graduated, which is, you know, some time now. So a couple of years I'd, I'd like, yeah, I'd like to get back <laughs> there definitely. And, uh, you know, see that's right in the middle of what I call baseball Mecca, what I think a lot of people call baseball Mecca. Yes. So yeah. I think you're right. See there. Yeah, it, you're right. I I was there in 2013, I believe. Went back there last year, and I was like, "Wow, I love this place even more." And and that's the thing when you travel the ballparks, you go one time, and the next thing you know, it's 10, 12 years later, and it's like, "Wow, it's been a while since I I went to Greensboro, or Durham, or you know, Safeco Park. I'm just AT and T Field." And because you're trying to get to so many new ones that sometimes it's nice to go back and and see how things are. Great pizza at the Durham Bulls ballpark. You get great pizza. They brew their own beer there. Wonderful concession stand. It it really is one of them. I used to say St. Paul Saints was my favorite, but I think Durham is um, it's getting up there. Uh, It's it's quite the experience. And you're right. That green, that triad area. I don't know if Durham is considered the triad. Triangle triangle that that whole yeah. area it's i'm jealous because ed you know lives in <laughs> just Raleigh. move there just move yeah. there i was like god you're like every day you go to a new ballpark and, and buy a new hat you don't even have to send away for them 
Just go buy a hat. Then you could go back next year and buy more hats, you know, without. I know it's not fair. He told me he moved there because of his wife's career, but I feel uh, like there's some, you know, I feel like he's been planting seeds. Yes. Or I, I feel like she had, she probably had an option to go to like Piscato, Kenilworth, New Jersey or yeah. Denver, Colorado. Oh, what about Raleigh? Yes. Go to Raleigh. <laughs> oh, I'd right. be saying, I, I would do the same thing with my wife. I was like, now yeah. I'm a, now, I'm a teacher during the day, and apparently teaching in the Carolinas sucks from what everybody tells me. So I don't know if I would want to go there. But, you know, if, if my wife was making enough money in the pharmaceutical biz, I wouldn't have to worry about teaching. <laughs> would, yeah, exactly. Just, just be going to ballparks all day. And that I don't sounds know. like the life to me. I that think. sounds like the life. Yeah. I don't know if she would <laughs> like it, but uh, as long as I wasn't taking care of the business around the house. Uh, cleaning the gutters, mowing the lawn, you know, fixing something, you know, yeah, I, I would have to, there'd, there'd be, there'd probably be a contract a few pages long that would have to write, <laughs> write down to. So now you're located in, in Dallas or Tampa, you're the Dallas Fort Worth area, correct? Yeah. I'm just outside of Dallas. I live in a, a very small city, um, about 45 minutes away from okay. Globe Life Field. Nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I know I taught you before. I'm going to be in Austin to see my cousin Susan, and it's about what a three-hour drive to Globe Life from there. Yeah, probably about three, maybe four, depending on on what the okay. traffic is. Yeah, like. see, I'm yeah. hoping it's a day game. I'm hoping we can just wake up early, drive out there, come back. Uh, but there's also a Frisco game going on, the Rough Riders, mm -hmm. and I've never mm -hmm. been to Frisco, so I'm thinking, oh my god, I got to find a way to get my cousin. And my wife to go to that second game. So here's here's what I would say. Okay. And this might be uh, controversial, but if you can only go to one game, go to Frisco. Go oh. see Frisco. Oh, when are okay. you coming? When August? Is that what you said? No, it's going to be. I think that game is Tuesday, July. No, June twelfth or fourteenth. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I I did. You know, I was looking at. I was looking at that. I was like. What, what do I do? I say, do I go to Texas because A, it's it would be my 28th ballpark current, or do I go to Frisco because it's like one of the best minor league ballparks out there? You're right. So Frisco, you're telling me to go to Frisco. Yeah. The only it, thing I will say is in July, make sure it's not 120 degrees huh. outside. No. You know, the, the new Globe Life has AC, which is a, yes. it's, one of the only redeeming qualities of that place, but mm. um, Frisco, I, I, I adore Frisco. I try to yes. get there as much as possible. I, I cool. never, it's one of those, it's the one minor league ballpark or maybe the one ballpark that everybody says you got to go to that I've never mm -hmm. been to yet. And it's like, oh, I've been to so many great ones, but Frisco is just like that sort of uh, whale of mine that I, I have to get. And um, I'll, you know, my, my, plan is is for the wife and cousin to just say hey just chill in austin have a girl's day i'll run a car or you know and i'll just drive up there and come back like that that's what i would rather do because i don't want anybody complaining or raining on my parade <laughs> and uh, things like that so frisco okay so hold that thought we're going to be right back we have a break from our sponsor decisions decisions do you want a cigarette with good, rich flavor or one that tastes milder? Wait. Now one cigarette gives you both. Pell-Mell Gold 100s. Longer 
They give you the good, rich flavor you want. Taste milder. Hellmel Gold. Longer yet milder. Hellmel Gold. Longer yet milder. Hellmel Gold. Menthol too. All right, so that was Paul Mall Cigarettes, recommended by eight out of ten doctors. Paul Mall Cigarettes, the taste you could have a joy. All right, thank you. We're back with uh, Anna, and uh, we talked about going to Texas or Frisco, but I got to tell you something, Anna. You're heading up to the Twin Cities, and there's two beautiful ballparks up there. Target Field, one of my favorite. It might be my top five, and another ballpark called CHS Field home of the St. Paul Saints. And I may also tell you, if you had a pick between one and you only had one day to go check out the Saints because it is out of this world fun and you're always going to have a great crowd there. So are you, uh, you're heading up there pretty soon. Tell us about that trip. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And that's good to know because I've, I've been to Target Field. I went there once before. The, what's unique about this trip so just to plug it, it's wide open to whoever wants to come. June 11th, there's a doubleheader. The Twins take on my Tampa Bay Rays at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and then the St. Paul Saints play at home that evening. So a group of us are headed up there, and we're going to hop on, I think it's called the Green Line, yes. in between the two ballparks, and try to take in two games, which will be a first for me. I've never seen two professional ball games in a single day nice and that green line it should be about a 45 minute ride it's about maybe 12 miles but it stops everywhere and mm. the one thing great about that is that you can get to any sporting event in the st paul minneapolis area on that thing and i'm going to tell you it's going to probably be about a, a two to four dollar pass for the for 24 hours just make sure you have that on you because uh, I got stopped one time by some police officers. And when I told that story to folks that I didn't have, I didn't buy a ticket. I just hopped on. It was after the Saints game. My buddy and I just said, OK, wait for us. And we thought we can get the ticket online. We're like, oh, yeah, there's got to be some kind of kiosk inside the train. There wasn't. The next thing we saw were some police officers. They also have an app so you can buy the ticket through there. But, yeah, it's a very, very economical way. Uh, to get on and if you're flying in there uh, you're flying or driving i'll be flying into uh minneapolis you don't you just you don't even need to run a car you just get a hotel somewhere downtown and travel that way i don't know what your plans are but yeah it's a, in minneapolis is a very easy place to get around without a car especially if yeah. you're just looking at baseball and the minnesota links are playing there i don't know if you're into that but it's uh i, I always have fun I was supposed to go to Minneapolis late June, but those plans got canceled because I had family coming in and I decided to go to Texas to check out some stuff. So I've been to both ballparks about two, three times. Always would love to go back. So yeah, I wish I could join you, but I think I'm going to be in Texas when, when uh, you're in uh, twin cities. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure so enough. you're going to be, we're going to be, what's it route 35 East and West. Yeah, that, that goes through Dallas and then it goes to 35 and it goes back to east and west of the Twin Cities. So, yeah, that should, be, that should be a lot of fun. So is that part of the Curved Brim Media Network, that whole get it together? Is. Yeah. So at least for now, we're trying okay. to get everybody there. But so far committed is myself, Paul Caputo and Ed Rivera. Okay. And uh, 
it's open to anybody who wants to come. We're nice. gonna try to look into some group tickets and yeah, but I'm I'm hoping it goes well because my my flight, I'm trying to do it all in one day, oh, which really? is always always dangerous. Mm. Um fly in that morning, head straight to the ballpark, head straight to the other ballpark, and then uh, stay overnight and fly out early the next morning. So it, it'll be a bit of a whirlwind and I hope the games get in because another be one done. of my bucket list items is to uh I want to see the Rays play at all 30 ballparks. Oh, so okay. this will check off Target Field and I hope it works out, but I'm excited about it. I'm I'm really, really pumped to see St. Paul. No, no, it's uh, you, you'll have a great time. I mean, if you can get there early, they usually have some sort of, you know, pregame concert. Uh, cool. The gates open up. I mean, they have uh, it's one of those uh, lead efficiency stadiums local food products the the beer dabbler in left field when i was there had about 40 40 local beers on tap wow so it's uh it, it's such a fun ballpark it doesn't look like any other minor league ballpark T- uh, very cheap prices i think tickets are six seven bucks i mean for lawn seats you can't beat that right. i would say their gift shop can be a little bit bigger but then again i, I it's yeah it's just a fun place to be so you know, if you can just tell uh, Sean Aronson, you guys are coming, maybe he'll give you guys a shout out over the radio or something. But, and oh, you said cool. that you said that's June 11th again, June 11th. Yeah. June 11th is the, the day of the games. So, right. so June 11th. Up, yeah. Yeah. Twins and the saints in the nightcap. Uh, I can't think of a better way to spend the afternoon, especially in the twin cities and target field is, is gorgeous too. So it's, it's, it should be a nice time. Uh, is this the first time you've ever done anything like this? Fly up and fly back down. You know, I've, I've thought about doing that. I just, I haven't done that yet. That's a bucket list of mine too, I guess. Yeah. You know, I haven't, I'm trying to think. I don't, well, that's how we did Atlanta. I'll say mm-hmm. that. So I, I wanted to get, you know, 30 by 30 was my whole thing. And we had a, we had a trip planned to do Atlanta with my dad at the very end of, 2018 and uh something came up and we had to stay home and then reschedule and so with like a week left in the season we flew out to i think it was truest at the time or sun trust at the time and that was just like an overnight trip and that that was the quickest turnaround time so far but yeah usually i like to kind of stay yeah check out the city you know you're absolutely right yeah and i remember when i was younger i would drive three hours check out a ballpark and come back. Uh, yeah. When I lived in New Jersey, I drove up to Pittsfield, uh, Massachusetts, and I, I came right back that night. And I'm thinking, the heck was I thinking of? That was a drive. <laughs> and then, you know, maybe about 12 years ago when Bowling Green, Kentucky first opened their ballpark, I drove three and a half hours there and came back. Uh, Springfield, Illinois, that's a three-hour shot. If something is two hours, that's fine. If it's two and a half to three, I'm not doing it. I'm spending the night. So <laughs> I'm getting old. I, I guess I was a little more uh, l- little more rambunctious back then. But you're right. I want to stay. I want to look around. I want to see what's happening. Springfield, Illinois, no offense to Springfield. Not one of the most exciting towns. God bless they got the new team going on there with the new branding. But yeah, yeah. You know, I went there last year. It, it, it wasn't feeling it. 
wasn't <laughs> I, I you know it's just how it is so uh any other ballpark trips this year uh besides st paul any anything out of town or just local so um it's funny you were just talking about that because last weekend we literally drove round trip to oklahoma city which is nice. about three hours it's a two and a half three hours and yeah. uh sunday day game and then turned around and came straight home okay um but yeah, that's a beating, you know, like same thing. I used to be able to drive from Dallas to Florida straight through. And now I'm, I'm just, it's not worth it. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not. And, you know, unless I have a brand new car with, uh, you know, you know, hybrid. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'll think about it, but, or if I'm yeah. with somebody else that likes to do night driving, you know, that, that's the thing. I just, yeah, you, you think about it, you start doing the math, six hours in a car, three hours at the ballpark. Ooh. That's, yeah. It's yeah. You're day. right. You're right. And you know, back in the day I was cheap. I didn't want to get a, a cheap motel. Now I'll just get a hotel and check out a brewery, check out another ballpark yeah. that's in the area, you know, tie it in with a museum. Yeah. There's just, it's just some of these towns, there's a lot to see like, you know, Oklahoma city. Yeah. I, I can imagine the three hour drive, you know, being a little bit taxing, but I would probably yeah. hook up Oklahoma city, Tulsa, you know, and, and trying to make it a full trip. And then the next thing I know, I'm, I'm out, I'm out of town for three days. And the wife's yeah. like, when are you coming back home, Mark? Sounds like you're a bit more of a planner than I am. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But, so, but sometimes it's nice just to hop in the car, you know, on Saturday, I drove up to Fort Wayne and I checked out yeah. Indiana tech ballpark, nothing special, but I had a great time. Talked to some folks up there, went to this really cool brewery that's located in an old candy shop. Checked out a, a Ball State Cardinals game on the way back. It was a full house because they had some sort of little league promotion. Beautiful weather. It snowed the next day. So you, you look back, you're like, wow, I'm glad I did that. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was. A I mean, good I, time. I don't think there's ever been a time where I decided to go to a game that I was like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. So no, no, there's never yeah. a time. It's different time. Right. You're you're happy. All right. Well, Anna, we are coming towards the end. Any anything yet you want to add about your website? What people should look for? Upcoming interviews? Yeah, I would just say check out the website if you haven't been there. It's a, a free membership to sign up. And what that does is it lets you create a profile and you can build your own bucket list and keep track of kind of what you've done, what you're planning to do and check off the items as you go along. Nice. You know, Mark mentioned a bunch of the other things we've got, like the the filterable schedule. So you can kind of use that to plan plan your trips around homestands and uh, pin all of the ballparks that you've been to on your own map. It'll tally them up for you and just kind of keep track. And then the last thing I would say is if you have baseball stories, if you, you have baseball adventures, if you've got, you know, just a, a good baseball mindset check out the podcast and and maybe even consider coming on the show to share those stories with the rest of the bucket heads we call them yeah the bucket heads <laughs> got you got the beyonce has the beehives and uh you got the bucket heads so exactly all right <laughs> so that's anna di tomaso creator of the bucket baseball bucket list and the baseball bucket list podcast great talking with you again i can do this Let's do it again. We'll, we'll have to meet up and, and have a conversation as well over Zoom or, or meet at a ballpark if that works out in the future. Yeah, definitely, Mark. Thanks for having me.
All right. And that is the baseballbucketlist.com. Check it out. Plenty of great merchandise, plenty of stuff to keep you busy on there. It's not one of those websites you come and go. You, 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 you find yourself falling into a rabbit hole of, oh, what's the tailgating pot at Anaheim Stadium? Check it out. So great website. And for everybody else, thank you for checking out the Ballpark Hunter podcast and uh, our sponsor, Paul Mall Cigarettes. So smoke with cautions. Remember, eight out of 10 doctors agree they're the smoothest. Until next time, have a great day.